Can we know for sure and for certain that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead? You know, in a court of law, you need two or three witnesses to confirm a story for the evidence to be accepted. The evidence of Jesus' resurrection was validated by over 500 witnesses. Thank you for joining me today on Defiant Joy Radio. This is your host, Carol McLeod. Today, you will know for sure and for certain that Jesus was raised from the dead. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio with Carol McLeod. For more information about Carol, Just Joy Ministries, or her other messages, please visit our website at justjoyministries.com. And you can find Carol on Facebook at Carol McLeod, Bible teacher and author. We're also here if you need prayer. Please call us toll free with your prayer request. 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Now let's join Carol for today's inspiring message. We have built our entire faith around one singular event in history, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. But did it really happen? Does it have historical truth behind it? Well, I believe it does. And that's what we're going to be studying today. Did the disciples go to the wrong tomb? Did the disciples steal the body and fake his resurrection? Oh no, that's not the truth. The burial of Jesus was public and secure, and everybody knew where Joseph of Arimathea's tomb was located. Today we're going to start out by reading a rather long portion of scripture. It's the story of the burial and of the Sunday morning when Jesus' body was discovered missing. Read with me as I read from Matthew 28, verses 1 through 10. Now, after the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to look at the grave. And behold, a severe earthquake had occurred, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled away the stone and sat upon it. And his appearance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. And the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who has been crucified, and he is not here, for he has risen, just as he said. Come, see the place where he was lying. Go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead, and behold, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, Behold, I have told you. And they left the tomb quickly with fear and great joy and ran to report it to his disciples. And behold, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshiped him. And then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and take word to my brethren to leave for Galilee. And there they will see me. Jesus rose from the dead, according to the Holy Scriptures. You know, as I read these verses in Matthew chapter 28, my mind and 
The word of God has told me to love the Lord with all of my mind. My mind takes me back to Matthew 27, 65, where Pilate told the Roman guard, he told the Roman soldiers, make the tomb as secure as you know how. There was no possible way that Jesus could have escaped this Fort Knox clad grave. You know, when Pilate talked, soldiers listened because their very lives were at stake. These soldiers knew that if Jesus escaped from this grave, that they were going to be killed. The Roman guards were posted and they were given orders not to let anyone steal the body of Jesus Christ. The Roman guards were the most well-trained soldiers of the day. They didn't mess around. If anybody were going to steal the body of Jesus Christ, the soldier himself would be put to death. And so Scripture tells us that a Roman seal was put across the tomb. This made it official. Don't mess with this grave. If anyone were to break the Roman seal over a grave or over a tomb, the punishment was capital punishment. In front of the tomb, these soldiers placed a large, round, chiseled rock, and it took 20 men to lift the stone. And this is what we know by reading Matthew chapter 28. The tomb was empty. Somehow, some way, we have been given the mystery of the empty tomb. Let's continue by reading Matthew 28, verses 11 through 15. Now, while they were on their way, that's the disciples, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priests all that had happened. And when they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers. Do you see what's happening here? Bribery is happening here. A large sum of money is being given to the soldiers so that they will lie about the truth verse 13, and said, you are to say his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this should come to the governor's ears, we will win him over and keep you out of trouble. And they took the money and did as they had been instructed. And this story was widely spread among the Jews. And it is to this day. Day. This is a verifiable cover-up by the government. The tomb was empty, and the Roman government was scared. They were mighty scared. They knew that they had some splaining to do, and so they invented a cover-up that was backed by a very large sum of money. You know, the evidence for Jesus' resurrection is indeed convincing beyond a reasonable doubt. Let, let me tell you why. In the court of law, when you're weighing the evidence in a trial, the preponderance of evidence is given to two or three eyewitnesses. And so if you have two or three eyewitnesses to back up your account, that's when you win. Now, the birth the life, the death, and the resurrection of the Messiah was predicted by Old Testament prophets. Jesus himself prophesied his own resurrection numerous times. And Jesus Christ, 
after he had been raised from the dead, appeared 12 different times to over 500 witnesses over the course of 40 days. That's a lot more than two to three eyewitnesses, is it not? These 500 witnesses, they met with him, they ate with him, they saw him, they heard Jesus teach. Jesus appeared in multiple locations. The disciples were not hallucinating as some have supposed because people do not hallucinate in groups. Jesus appeared to over 500 witnesses. Let me read to you what 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 6 tells us. And after that, he appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. 500 people do not have the same hallucination at the same time. This was not Woodstock. These 500 people did not know about head-tripping drugs. The hallucination theory does not explain the empty tomb. You know, Jesus was actually not the first person in history who had gathered a devoted following, who had announced himself Messiah, and then who was killed for making such an audacious announcement. Let me read to you a quote by a well-known and well-respected 21st century theologian by the name of N.T. Wright. This is what N.T. Wright tells us about the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. In not one single case do we hear the slightest mention of the disappointed followers claiming that their hero had been raised from the dead. They knew better. Resurrection was not a private event. Jewish revolutionaries whose leader had been executed by the authorities and who managed to escape arrest themselves had two options, give up the revolution or find another leader. Claiming that the original leader was alive again was simply not an option, unless, of course, he was alive. Jesus had risen from the dead, and the disciples claim it. History verifies it. Now, another thing, another item that we can place in our cart to the fact that Jesus lived, he was crucified and he was resurrected, is seen in the transformed life of the disciples. They were formerly fearful cowards and they were turned into courageous witnesses who turned the world upside down after the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. These bold men carried the truth of the resurrection for the rest of their lives and then died for it. In my studies on this topic, one of the most beautifully poignant facts that I read in every book was the power that women were given because of the resurrection. Women were the very first eyewitnesses to the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The early church never would have made up this fact that women were involved because at this time in history, the testimony of women was not considered valid or admissible as evidence. The explosion of the early church was in Jerusalem, right where everything had actually happened and where the eyewitness 
lived. In Jerusalem, you could talk to hundreds of eyewitnesses. You could talk to disciples who would willingly die for the cause of Christ. And I can tell you this, no one will die for a lie, but people will die for the truth. People will give their lives on the altar of sacrifice when they know that the Messiah has come, that he has lived, that he has been mercilessly crucified, and then that he rose from the dead. We're so glad you were able to join us today. The Just Joy staff would love to hear from you. Please call us at 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Or simply go online to justjoyministries.com. Whether you want to live above the ordinary or learn to worship God even during hardships, Carol has great teachings to help you every step of the way. Learn about unwavering faith that defies your circumstances in her two-book offer, No More Ordinary and Refined. For your gift of just $15 plus shipping, Carol would love to come speak in your area. Her messages of hope and joy have blessed so many. Contact us today at JustJoyMinistries.com or call toll-free 1-855-569-5433 to arrange an appearance at your next women's group or conference. Now, back to Carol for a closing word and prayer. Thank you for following and supporting this ministry. If my messages have impacted you or someone you love, please consider becoming part of our mission and outreach by sending a donation to help me stay on this station. It's a dream come true for me to share God's word with you every day. I hope you will help me continue to make a difference in people's lives. Regardless of what you're facing today, I want to assure you that God's word is the source of your answers. I encourage you to study with me, digging deeper into the word than maybe you ever have. As you develop your faith muscles and begin to lean on what you know for sure and for certain, you will enter God's very best. Now, I'd like to pray for you. Father, I thank you for every listener. Father, I pray that they would come to know you in your fullness and in your truth. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.